Global Broadcasting Networks presents Coach Talk Radio. Create the time, money, and lifestyle you want with tips, tricks, and techniques that get you started today from some of the best Internet minds in the business. Now here are your hosts, Internet brand strategist Sandra Beck. Hey, guys and dolls, this is Sandra Beck, and this is Coach Talk Radio, and we are visiting today with Tony St. Clair. Now, this is a real treat, you guys, because one of the things that happens to us as busy executives is we get tired, we get burned out, we get roasted, fried, you know, put away, wet, whatever, you know, hung out to dry, you name it. Um, It's just bad, any way you slice it. And so we don't want to fall apart. We want to keep going, um, pushing ourselves to the limit as much as we can without compromising our health, which is why we are bringing in uh, a nutritional wellness and lifestyle coach today or a consultant. Um, She's also a plant-based nutrition educator. And I can hear you guys doing the same thing I do, which is, oh, there's the broccoli, green beans, and you know other assorted green things on your plate. But I will tell you, after going into cooking school in my 20s, I I did not believe this, but uh, the chef that was teaching us said to me, you know what, Sandra, he goes, you're accustomed to eating certain foods because of where you're from regionally, which is up near the Canadian border. Um, But if you try these foods, he says, try them five or six times over the space of a month. He says, your palate will change. You'll become accustomed to different foods. And by God, he was right. And now I eat everything. I mean, that's part of the problem. I eat everything. But um, we really want to talk about today you know, change, change for the better, change to improve ourselves so we're not running ourselves into the ground. And I'd like to introduce to you Tony St. Clair, and she is great about talking about total health. And today we're going to talk about adrenals. And Tony, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Me too, because I would bet dollars to donuts, literally, that I have adrenal fatigue. I mean, between running my company, raising my two kids, taking care of my dad, uh, my three dogs, and then I was in and out of court all last year with my ex-husband, you know, for stuff that was beyond my control. What are you going to do? Life happens. Exactly. I would say 99.9% of us have some level of adrenal fatigue. There are several stages of it, and we'll get into that later. But yeah, you would be among a wide group of people, a large group of people. Well, and it's not like you wake up in the morning and go, and I'm going to blow up my adrenals. What are our adrenals, actually? I don't even know what they are. You know, it's really funny. People really don't know, so I'm going to tell you. They are really um, walnut-shaped glands that are sitting on top of your kidneys. Uh, so ad means above renal kidneys, so above your um, your kidneys. And um, they, they're powerful little endocrine glands, and they, are, they manufacture and secrete uh, hormones such as cortisol and estrogen, testosterone. A lot of people don't know that it, they produce oxytocin, all these wonderful hormones that keep you healthy and vital. Um, DH, um, DHA, which is your... Um, anti-aging hormones. So those, those tiny little walnut-shaped glands do a lot. So the main purpose of the adrenals is to enable your body to deal with stress from every possible source, from physical to emotional, from real or perceived, ranging from injury or disease to working relationship problems. That's why almost everybody has um, some sort of adrenal issue um, because that's, like you said, that's life, right? So... Um, Again, it's largely uh, that the, the adrenals 
role is largely to keep you safe from any stress, either perceived or real. Wow. For, you know, little walnut-sized nuggets in your belly, that's a pretty tall order for most of us type A executives that, you know, run ourselves into the ground. Tony, is it also, like, I think about, like, how it was when my kids were born and I, you know, working full-time, up all night with the kids. Mm -hmm. Was that a big contributor to blowing out, you know, where I you know, for all of us, I mean, sleep, what does sleep have to do with all this? Oh my gosh, everything. So, um, cortisol again is, is released in response to sustained stress. The, um, what's also released, uh, in the, in that that little nugget of hormones or that gland is adrenaline. Now adrenaline is like short term. That's probably what we all should be doing. That's good stress where you're getting ready to go on the air with your radio show and you, you want to make sure you're good. And once you're on the you know, those levels go back down to normal. But cortisol is constant stress. You can have stress from as far back as um, being bullied as a child. You can have constant stress from not sleeping. Uh, You can have constant stress or chronic stress is what I want to call it. Chronic stress from um, blood sugar dysregulation. You could have chronic stress from inflammation or infection in the body, from digestive um, dysregulation for, from anemia, immune system imbalances, uh, injuries, toxic exposure. And also, again, we talked about the sleep, the quality as well as the quantity. Yeah. Well, and that's, you know, like all of these things, life, you know, you go life happens, but there's some points in our lives that more stress piles on than others. And I think about like, you know, the sandwich generation, many of us have childcare issues, we have elder care issues. And with that comes, you know, death with midlife comes divorce. I mean, all these really like when you think on the life stress scale meter, I would think death and divorce or maybe job loss. And then you look at our economy, what's, you know, the, the, the bouncing around of our economy, I would think all those are pretty high stress. Absolutely, absolutely. So we talk about real and perceived. Um, there, uh, people also create stress that's not there, you know, by the way they think about something, uh, how they perceive something, you know, stinking thinking, so to speak. So in addition to those real stressors, and even that is um, uh, can be controlled by how you how you think about it, because you know it is what it is. And I know that's hard when, you know, real world things happen, but we can talk about ways to handle stress. But what's really important for people to understand is that cortisol constantly released is a fight or flight response. It is your body's signal saying, um, I'm being chased by a tiger. Uh, your body is genetically hardwired from caveman days. So now, when you say real or perceived, you know, we could be talking about some post-traumatic stress here, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I think of our service members and then I think of the women that I counsel in domestic violence. You know, I see a lot of PTS or PTSD there. I see it in our military. And, you know, interestingly enough, a friend of mine was in a car accident recently last year and I see it in her. And, you know, I hear post-traumatic stress always talking or being talked about with, you know, our veterans and I'm not, not in any way sliding our veterans, but there's a whole bunch of other things that can cause post-traumatic stress. I see child abuse. I see, you know, accidents or car accidents. And when you say perceived, that tells me it's dependent upon how the person interprets the event. So what's, what could cause post-traumatic stress in me could be different than in you. Am I correct in this? Absolutely. If you, you have, people that have been bullied from the time they were three or four years old and they haven't dealt with that 
your body is still feeling that. If you if you've been molested, if you've been raped, if you've been violated in any way, shape, or form, and that's from way back when, and you haven't processed it, the body is still dealing with it. It's like it happened this very minute. Because cortisol, still, if you think about it, cortisol is being released just like you were there. No different. No mm-hmm. different. So no you, you, you kind of go into this place with your brain, mm-hmm. and then your body follow, follows along with it. Absolutely. It does not know the difference. It is responding to your thoughts. Wow. So, and cortisol, that's a hormone? That is a hormone. It's one of many that are released um, by the adrenals. And that is the major hormone that can cause those adrenal glands to go wonky. So night terrors too. Like I think uh, one of my my friends who spent a lot of time um, in Afghanistan in the early months of the war, real, real, you know, tough, um, really tough scenarios. He has terrible nightmares. So are his adrenals pumping out even in his dreams? Oh, yes, indeedy. Yep. Yes, and if, especially if he can't sleep at night or like uh, he's getting up at 3 o'clock in the morning, the, the cortisol is raising. So generally your cortisol should be high in the morning to wake you up. That's one of the functions of it. And then as the day goes by, uh, close to bedtime, it's supposed to go down. And what happens is people's circadian rhythm gets thrown off because of stress and cortisol being released at the wrong time. So, yeah, Absolutely. Now, I'm just going to throw something else in here because I think of, you know, I spend a lot of time with people, you know, when I speak places or I go listen to speakers and then people come up and talk to me. What role does alcohol play in this? Because I did something, we were, we, I was at an event the other day that had to do with alcoholism, had to do with alcoholics and recovering alcoholics. And they were talking about what they can eat nutritionally, you know, to help repair their bodies. And one of the things that came up was like, you know, these guys, you know, a lot of them they're up from like you know three in the afternoon till four in the morning and then they sleep until 11 does alcohol or alcoholism play a role in adrenal fatigue oh i'm i'm going to say absolutely um that is causing stress on the body it's causing stress on the liver so any stress to the body even physical stress if you have any sort of inflammation you're recovering from surgery your digestive system your liver any stressors on any of those systems is going to cause um adrenal fatigue or adrenal failure got it got it Mm-hmm. Um, now, did you, do you have adrenal fatigue? I mean, you're, you know, you're a rocking, you know, <laughs> rocket scientist, you know, and you're running around doing all these things, you, you know, do you suffer from this too? And do you have to keep track of it? You know what I do? And I, I want to tell you a story about me because I think it will help people, um, that, that can relate to me, uh, as far as my adrenal, uh, adrenals are concerned. Do you, do we have time to go into a little story? Oh, well, we've got two minutes, so okay. uh, oh, I can either I can... talk quicker. <laughs> Okay, I can talk quicker. So back in the day, before I decided to do what I love, about four or five years ago, I spent 25 years as an executive in the financial regulatory arena. And uh, no no stress there, right? But uh, So I had daily stress, not only from uh, keeping the, the financial institution safe, but also um, from the daily firefighting that we did. I couldn't put it, I can't put it any other way. And I was also running marathons every day. So I would, I had physical stress as well as emotional stress and my adrenals did fail. I didn't know at the time until I did some studying, but my adrenals did fail. And I can tell you, um, it wasn't pretty. I, I had no energy. I could barely get up. I had to force myself to go to work. I mean, it was, it was horrible until I did some research and figured out I needed to fix my adrenals. 
Wow. Yeah. And uh, I can tell you after um, the, if we're going to, if we go into a little break. Yeah, let I, me take us to commercial break and then we'll yeah. talk about after. Okay. Uh, this is Sandra Beck and this is Coach Talk Radio. And we're visiting today with Tony St. Clair. And we're talking about adrenal fatigue. We're talking about our lifestyle and the things that happen to us, either what we create or what we're exposed to or what happens to us through no fault of our own. Uh, we want to make sure that we know what adrenal fatigue is. So when we come back from the break, we're going to hear more from Tony and we're going to hear what can we do about adrenal fatigue. ever wonder if you're the only woman who runs errands in her yoga pants so it will look like she went to the gym? Or how about the only mom who feeds her kids raw cookie dough? Or are you the only one who cooks her family cold cereal for dinner? Do you need more laughter and less loudness? More self-love and less self-loathing? More joy and less judgment? You're not alone. Come to the living room a place where we get comfy, candid, and confident together. Come seeking sanctuary and leave feeling renewed. We're saving a seat for you. Give yourself some living room today. Oh, man. Hey, Stan, what's wrong? Hey, Frank, my kids will be out of school soon, and I have to work late this week. How about Song of Martial Arts Academy? It's a Taekwondo after-school program at 3907 South Broadway in Tyler, Texas. Right. They pick up kids from school, provide a snack, and Taekwondo instructions Monday through Friday till 7 p.m., all for just $65 a week. Find them on Facebook or at atasma.com or call 903-830-8852. 903-830-8852. I'm calling now. Taking care of business every day. Taking care of business every way. Taking care of business. Hey guys and dolls, this is Sandra Beck and this is Coach Talk Radio and we're visiting today with Tony St. Clair and we're talking about adrenal fatigue. I think it probably affects everybody at some point in their life and some of us more than others, those of us with very, very high stress jobs or high stress lifestyles uh, suffer from this. And before the break, Tony was talking about her own experience with that. And Tony, I had to cut you off before you finished what you were going to say. Yeah. So the first thing I had to do was identify once I identified that I had adrenal fatigue or adrenal fatigue issues, because doctors don't go to the hormones first. They treat the symptoms. So, you know, they wanted to give me this drug, that drug, the other. So I did my own research, um, and that's how I ended up doing what I do now so I could help other people. But I realized I had adrenal fatigue and that I had to identify the source. And the source for me was over-exercising. So that doesn't mean I can't exercise. I had to cut back until my, you know, until my body healed. Another source for me was doing a job that I did well, but I hate it. And so I had to uh, change my mindset about the job until I could do better. And that's what I did. 
So I started looking at all the wonderful things that the job provided for me and, 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 and for my lifestyle. And while I was there, I did training in the areas that I love, like nutritional endocrinology, like uh, food preparation, like uh, plant-based nutrition. And when I felt I had the skills and I mobilized enough resources and courage, I got over the wall and my, I was able to maintain uh, my adrenals better that way. Well, that's what I call divorce. You know, I yes. divorced my I divorced my old career. You know, I had a high powered Beverly Hills career prior to yeah. what I was doing here and it was an yeah. enormous amount of stress twenty four seven. And I divorced my ex husband, another, you know, big ball of stress right there. And you talk about not wanting to do what you didn't want to do between my job and my uh my marriage, you know, it was brutal. And uh I threw in a couple fertility treatments, had a couple kids during that time, and my mom died. And I remember when my hair started to fall out. Like, I have a big mop of hair. It's like a dish mop on top of my head. And I was pulling my out of my hairbrush every day, like clumps and clumps of hair. And no matter how much, like, cream I put on my face and my hands, I looked like lizard girl. It wasn't a good look. You know, it's funny you should say that. Not funny at all, but I, I, I understand exactly what you're saying. That, that is uh, what you're experiencing, classic symptoms of low adrenals. Classic, you have low energy or frequent illnesses or poor recovery from exercise or even dark circles under your eyes. Uh, oh, I, yeah, I look like Dawn of the Living Dead. And oh I'm really God. pale. So, you know, yeah. like you're this wonderful chocolate brown. I'm like Casper, <laughs> you know, piece of paper. So when I get overtired or I don't feel well, I look like they turn purple. Yeah, yeah, they do. They absolutely do. And I've seen that with my clients. Um, cold intolerance is another thing. Um, you're craving salt. Um, because, you know, you're burning through your minerals, uh, thin, dry, dull hair that tends to fall out, um, dry skin, light sensitivity. So those are all signs of, of low or symptoms of low adrenals. So check, 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 check. I, check. I know. And, I, oh, I, and I, weight I, gain. Let's, let's weight gain. Weight oh, gain. my gosh. Well, yeah, that weight gain when under stress, you wake up tired even after six or more hours of sleep. You have excessive perspiration. I mean, there's a lot of things that... Um, that are symptoms or signs that your body can, uh, is screaming for help. So one of the things I did want to, again, reiterate is that those, those adrenals can go wrong because of excess cortisol. And that in, in and of itself is an issue, but not only does it cause havoc or wreak havoc in other systems in your body, but it causes the imbalance of other hormones that the adrenal produces, like DHEA. That's that anti-aging rejuvenation um, hormone, progesterone, estrogen, and testosterone. We all know what they do. They're sex hormones and reproductive hormones. So if you have low libido, most likely your cortisol has gone nuts. Thyroid, you know, that manages your weight, your body temperature. It's a regulator in your body. And oxytocin, that feel-good hormone, all that stuff gets pushed aside when the body is producing too much cortisol because they're viewed as non-essential by the body. Wow. I know. And so, so yeah, we really make a mess of things when we don't take care of ourselves. We can, but I don't want to leave people here thinking that there's nothing they can do about it. But I think it's important to know um, that if it's not addressed, it can lead to all types of, of, of chronic disease and illnesses, including blood sugar dysregulation, um, heart disease. I, I mean, I read the other day that uh, that. Uh, women are dying more from uh, heart disease, cardiac arrest, than from any other um, illness. And, and that's because we are at risk 
our risk factors are different than men. And I bet you a lot of this can be tied to adrenal fatigue. So yeah. what is, what is, and then, you know, this is just my own ignorance, but what does adrenals have to do with your heart? Okay. So if you're constantly under pressure and stress and fight or flight, your heart, your, your, your blood pressure is going to go up because your body thinks you need to run from a tiger. And so your blood pressure stays elevated. That's one way. The other thing is um, if your diet is not so good, you know, you're, you're always ingesting salt and all these other things that are going to cause your blood pressure to go up. That's a problem. Third thing is uh, adrenals impact your blood sugar. So let's say your body thinks you're being chased by a tiger. It needs sugar to run. And it says, okay, it's going to tell your body, produce sugar. And if you don't have any sugar in your body, um, it will break down healthy muscle tissue to produce sugar. The problem is that then the insulin has to be reduced by the pancreas and the insulin, if it's too much in your body, the the um, cells won't let the um, won't won't let the sugar in, and so the sugar is floating around your body. It can't. That's not healthy. It's not normal. So the sugar gets converted to fat, and the insulin also can't stay in the blood, and that coats the um, the cells and makes them um, not pliable and brittle, and makes it makes it make it's like sluggish. It's like uh, like oil instead of like water flowing through your veins. Well, and the funny thing is when you talk about oil, like we all go out and we change the oil on our car. Mm -hmm. We check Mm it. We check the transmission fluid. You know, we add those bottles of crap, you know, to the to the gas every once in a while, you know, to clean the engine. But but we really, you know, with our bodies, we just expect it to show up and keep functioning. And, and it does because depending on genetics, you can go for a little while, but eventually, like I said, all this stuff shows up as um, as disease wherever you are genetically not blessed. So you know, I could say you could have heart disease, or you could have um, diabetes, or you know, because all of these hormones interact with each other, and if one falls down, then they all kind of go down. You could have some digestive issues. Uh, what people don't also understand, I really want to reiterate here is that food is also a stressor. Not real food, but toxic food, like things in a box uh, where you can't pronounce the ingredients in it. It's healthier to eat the box itself. You know, uh, just you have to be mindful of that too. That is a stressor on the body. We're constantly producing or processing um, toxins through our food. Um, Go ahead. So, well, so, um, you know, it's important for me to, to understand this correctly. You know, you're talking about the toxins that, that we ingest. You know, these are not just pesticides and, and chemicals from, like, unwashed fruit. This is, like, the boxed cereals, the boxed candy bars, whatever, anything that's not kind of fallen off a tree or coming from a cow, you know, yes. kind of thing. But then they're all full of hormones and garbage, too. But the point is to minimize To to minimize these, because, yeah, you're also, in addition to the pesticides and all that, that also creates stress in the body. So those are environmental stressors. Um, What you put on your body, on your hair, on your skin, that's that's chemical in nature uh, that the body needs to process out creates stress. Okay, so that's also um, causing your adrenals uh, and cortisol to be constantly released. Because, again, the body is it doesn't understand that you're that this is something you want to put on your body and it's not harmful it's just responding to a perceived or real stressor coming from a physical emotional environmental or food aspect 
Well, right. I mean, it's 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 like anything, you know, if you, you put stuff in it and contaminate it, it's not going to run right. I think we're just all used to, you know, putting this stuff into our system and not thinking about it. What about topically? Like, what about, you know, I've really ratcheted back on, you know, beauty products and creams with like lots of stuff mm-hmm. that... I don't know what's in it. Um, I now use Life Therapies products. I'm proud to say that. I think they, they're wonderful, and I, I love the owner. Um, you know, But I was really conscious of that because you think of our skin as the largest organ in our body. That's what I, I learned recently. Yes, it is. And so, yeah, so not only, you know, and it's porous. So whatever you put on your, if you can't put it in your mouth, supposedly you're not supposed to put it on your body. So if you can't put it in your body, you can't, shouldn't put it on your body. Right, and, or you touch it with your tongue and you're like, oh, my God. Yes. Or, I mean, the extreme thing is people have also say if you can't put it in your eye, you can't put it in your body. But I, I don't go to that extreme. But I always tell my clients to take a good, better, best approach. You know, instead of um, using uh, shampoos and lotions and things that have sulfates and parabens, find those that don't have because those are really harmful to the body. And then eventually you want to get down to all natural, meaning like I just use coconut oil. That's it. Period. Exclamation point. That's all I use. Yeah. I, well, I love coconut oil. I love yeah. it because it's inexpensive and it, and it really works for everything. You can do everything from lube yourself to your pool parts. <laughs> oh, hello. Exactly. <laughs> so I so. did. I ran out of the special lube you put on the ring for the, um, I was cleaning the pool filter the other day and you take the top off and it's got a big O-ring and you're supposed to use, you know, the silicone lube. And I'm like, crap, it's out. And I'm like, I wonder how, like if I put, you know, coconut oil in there, I wonder if that would help it. And sure enough, you know, it did the trick. And so, you know, it's all good. Yeah, absolutely. So the, the, to the extent that you can, even household cleaners, I tell people that too, that, you know, you really, really need to find a way to um, minimize your exposure. I, I have a friend that uh, is a chemical engineer, and she developed this wonderful booklet on all the exposures that you have. But then she also left you with ways to um, to replace them that are really easy to do. You don't have to go out and spend a lot of money. We're talking about lemon and vinegar and, you know, uh, uh, you know, all these things that, that are, that cost you nothing and take a very little time to do. And if anybody's interested in that, um, you know, they can contact me and I'm happy to send that, that booklet out. Uh, it's a PDF booklet. Yeah. Well, I, you know, in this economy where we all want to economize and, you know, I always grew up with my mom cleaning everything with vinegar. You know, she'd put Mm -hmm. vinegar in everything, boil a pot of vinegar, you know, to clean the pots. Now I know I saw on the uh, YouTube, you put your cup of vinegar water in your microwave and nuke it and then wipe out the inside. You know, we don't need all of these chemicals. And, you know, when you think about cleaning and then dumping that bucket of water down the sink you're pouring all that those chemicals into our food supply and our water supply exactly so which is you know then we drink that and so you know we're causing even more stress to ourselves and to the planet so yeah absolutely um so again i just want to recap the 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 inducers of cortisol release it's going to be mental emotional stressors sympathetic overflow Right. That means that you're always in fight or flight as opposed to parasympathetic, which is calm. Okay, I'm going to have to stress you out right now and cut you off. We're going to go to commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, these things that happen to our body. And most importantly, what are some things we can do about it without breaking the bank and without stressing us out even more? There'll be more after the break.
Super Bowl will air in 180 countries. And with that infamous coin toss for one day, most people will toss out their New Year's resolutions to lose weight. The Super Bowl accounts for 7% of an entire year of chicken wing sales. 48 million Americans will opt for having food delivered, with pizza franchises seeing their sales double on game day. Domino's alone looks forward to selling over 11 million pizzas on Super Bowl Sunday. What's a word for food that contains unknown ingredients? Acampucky. Americans will eat over 100 million pounds of guacamole and 8 million pounds of tortilla chips on game day. What's a word for those folks who call in sick the morning after a little too much indulgence? Arfarfanoffs. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Canadian man thought it would be a good idea to parachute into the city's annual rodeo, the Calvary Stampede, in order to advertise a cleaning products company. After purchasing a parachute, the only problem was how to get airborne in order to make the jump. So he bought a lawn chair and attached over 100 helium party balloons to provide the lift. Simple, right? Apparently he doesn't have hypsophobia. That's the fear of heights. He also carried a dart gun to shoot a few balloons in case he started floating too high. Unfortunately, he ended up more than a mile off course and had to jump in a field instead, where police were waiting and arrested him for mischief. At least he proved himself an altitudinarian. That's a person who aspires to great heights. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and Words You Never Heard has been brought to you by the Bariatric Surgery Center of Dallas. Hey guys and dolls, this is Sandra Beck and we are visiting today with Tony St. Clair and we're going to talk about adrenal fatigue. We're going to keep talking about adrenal fatigue and Tony, you've got so much to share. I'm going to just shut up right now and turn the mic over to you because I keep learning every time you talk. Oh, great. Okay. Well, I don't mean great. Shut up. But yes, thank you for giving me the platform. So we were, we were talking about adrenal fatigue. And what I think is important for everybody to understand is that there are four stages of adrenal fatigue. And each of them has to be treated differently. And so you have to identify which stage you're in in order to um, treat it effectively. So there's the alarm stage. And the alarm stage is where if you're healthy, you might be in where cortisol goes up. And if you're lucky, that's all that happens. No, no damaging effects at that point. It's just a warning sign that your cortisol, your cortisol is high. And you'll, you'll generally understand um, when that happens because you know, might have some heart palpitations or uh, you're starting to be beginning to feel um, a little tired. But you, you can still function normally. You, can still, you still have energy to do the things that you love. So that's the alarm stage. Um, the adrenal fatigue stage one is called tired and wired. So basically, um, that's tired and wired means that you, you, you're, tired in the middle, you're tired in the middle of the afternoon when you're not supposed to be, and then you're wired at bedtime when you're supposed to be tired. Oh. And yeah, and that's the tired and wired stage. So that's your, that's your sympathetic dominant state. You're, you're in fight or flight all the time. 
your DHEA is low. That's the feel good, rejuvenating, energizing That's the baby stuff, isn't it? They put in baby like formula. They're like now includes DHEA. I believe they do. But uh, yeah, because it's rejuvenating and it's anti aging and and all that. Yeah, because infants all... really need that anti aging. Yeah, of course they do. It was rejuvenating and it repairs. Okay, so it repairs, but <laughs> but it's used to um, to balance out cortisol. So if your DHEA is low. Uh, your cortisol is high. That's the first stage. You're, you're beginning to drain your resources, right? And um, and that's you know again that's when you know that there's a problem. Now you you there are tests that you can take. I have you know uh, tests that I give people assessments that'll tell you what stage you're in. So we'll just talk about the stages first of all, so you'll have a good understanding of them. Okay. So and you'll you can begin to have some negative effects of cortisol if it's high, right? And that includes increased blood sugar, increased protein breakdown, which could lead to muscle wasting. So maybe you're not able to, you know, make muscle anymore. You you might notice your immune system starting to be compromised. So you might be susceptible to more allergies, infections, and things like that. So that's stage one, tired and wired. And then we have uh, stage two, where your reserves are really becoming depleted. So what's in common with stage one? You still have sympathetic dominant state. This is meaning this chronic stress. Nothing's changed. The difference is your cortisol may start to fall back into the normal range because your adrenals are just getting too high, tired to constantly push out the cortisol hormone. So it's just saying, okay, I'm done. I'm not doing anything. Now, it's easy to confuse that stage with normal if you don't test DHEA, right? But, um, but you need to understand it's just that your body is saying, I can't do it anymore. Your reserves are then really starting to get low. Your immune system is seriously compromised now. So, um, and at this stage, stage two, some people, unless you can see the peaks and valleys through a test, they may think they're okay, but they're not. Then you fast forward into stage three. That's the exhaustion phase. What's in common with the other two phases? You're still sympathetic dominant state, fight or flight. You're still in fight or flight. Your DHEA is still low, and now your cortisol is low. Because you just, um, you just, it just cannot push out anymore. You have long periods of stress that precede stage three. It could be anywhere from three months to thirty years. All wow. the, yep, all the other functions of the adrenals are trumped by high cortisol. So that means you're not going to produce any DHEA because the body's saying, "I don't need you to be beautiful. I don't need you to rejuvenate because you're being chased by a tiger." Um, sex? Who needs that? I'm being chased by a tiger. Um, having a baby, don't want to have a baby, can't reproduce if you're being chased by a tiger. Um, feel good? Well, oxytocin, you don't need to feel good right now. You need to be ratcheted up so you can run from the tiger. So you see the what's happening here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so all those other wonderful hormones that are being produced by that adrenal are being trumped by excess cortisol. Got it. I know. Yeah, so that's stage three. Those, so there are three stages, and... You know, of course, you would, you, and I won't go into detail here because I really need to work with people, give them information so that they can know that they can treat um, each of these stages differently. But there is um, uh, general informational, general things that you can do regardless of what stage that you're in, right, to rebalance those adrenals. So would you like to hear about those? Oh, yeah. Okay. Because right. I would think that at any stage you're in, if you start doing at least some of this stuff, it's going to help. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the actions that rebalance adrenals, number one, chill out. 
you got to do some de-stressing activities. Easier said than done, right? I know I get it. You're busy. Life is happening, but it's crucial. And um, I have some stress management and stress transformational resources that I use to help people like heart math. That's quick coherence where you just take two minutes and you find yourself at calm. Um, but that, that I think everybody has two minutes a day to, um, you know, to work on that. So, cause, uh, I, I don't say go take a 60 or 90 minute yoga class. Although if you have that in your schedule and that's good, do it. Um, but sometimes for myself, because of the work that I do, I'm, I'm constantly doing things like this, sharing information or I have clients or I have programs I'm running that I need to do this chill out exercise as well because most of the time I'm between alarm stage and stage one in adrenal fatigue. Okay. Yeah. So everybody feels it. I'm, I'm not perfect, <laughs> um, but I that's okay. I'm here to be like stage like 50. Okay. <laughs> I hope not. And then we, and then we have the hormone reset actions. So, um, uh, you start from the ground up. So if your adrenals are out of balance, that means other hormones are out of balance and they have to be rebalanced in order for the adrenals. It's like a vicious circle. What came first, the chicken or the egg? So usually the adrenals are going to affect your digestive system. They're going to affect your blood sugar. So we have to work on um, resetting those hormones, right, so that the adrenals can be nurtured and fed and properly. Okay, movement, moderate physical activities have to be done to prevent or protect from the um, negative effects of stressful situations. That doesn't mean over-exercise, okay, which I know a lot of people get out there and do. You know, you can't run your 12 miles or 10 miles. You might be able to do a mile or two, or maybe you do some other form of exercise because you're going to further deplete your minerals and your nutrients that are already being compromised because of the adrenal fatigue, right? So you can consider doing like walking or squats at your workstation or run up and down stairs. And no gym membership required, right? Right. All right. So, and sleep, obviously sleep is so important. So your circadian rhythm is off due to chronic stress, you know, and it's got to be restored. And there are methods such as, you know, getting five minutes of sunshine first thing in the morning to reset the circadian rhythm because, you know, you need the uh, pituitary gland to, and that's where the uh, circadian rhythm starts, you know, through your eyes, you get sunlight, it's that morning light and the pituitary gland starts its it's um it's thing it starts rolling and counting down to bedtime and even if it's cloudy outside you know you still need to get out there first thing in the morning and getting at least five minutes of sunshine first thing in the morning to reset that um and there are other successful techniques you know to address sleep but you know we won't go into it here we have limited time uh diet very important to eat a diet that does not contribute to physical stress and that includes a whole foods diet and herbs to support the adrenals. So you want to make sure, again, that you, you feed those adrenals, you nourish them with whole foods, herbs, and nutritional supplements. And that's important in all the stages. Uh, we're talking about nutrients. Adrenal fatigue in all stages reduces nutrient reserves. I want to say that again. No matter what stage you're in, you're burning through your minerals. You're burning through your reserves. So it's important to supplement but for each stage, the supplementation is going to be different. Also, because you, especially for menopausal women, um, postmenopausal women, uh, your estrogen is being released from your adrenals, not so much from, you know, where they're traditionally released, your ovaries. So you may need some bioidentical hormones because, um, you know, you may need them to, um, to help your body um, produce those um, those uh, sex hormones so you can get your libido back, right? Yeah. 
yeah. So, <laughs> um, and there are other, you know, there are other uh, nutrients and um, uh, supplements that I could talk about. But again, I just want to give people things that they could do right now. So we're talking about chill out, de-stress activities, hormone reset actions, movement, sleep, diet, nutrients and herbs, and if necessary, some bioidentical hormones um, just to get you back on track. So Now, do you have to get those from a doctor? No. Um, the, um, well, it, it depends. You can, you know, I'm a practitioner, a nutritional endocrinology practitioner, trainer, and I can actually order hormones um, under a doctor that I work with. Um, but most of the hormones we're talking about, you do not, especially when talking about um, DHEA and um, pregnenolone and all those, you, you can pretty much order yourself. And I can you know, give people information about that. But again, I'd rather you know what stage you're in before you go willy-nilly ordering, um, ordering hormones. Well, sure, because let's talk about when we get back from the break, let's talk about the people who do self-medicate, the people who do, um, you know, I had a blood panel recently and my vitamin D was down to nothing, my testosterone, my progesterone, everything was down to zero. Mm -hmm. And the first thing I thought is like, you know, well, do I just go to the drugstore and start loading up on stuff? Um, Mm -hmm. It's more complicated than that. It is. It is. It is. Yes. Uh, Tony, how can people find out more about you? Um, well, they can go to my website, www.trueselftotalhealth.com, and you'll be able to um, uh, see a little bit more about me and my background. Uh, and, and getting back to what you were talking about, about um, you know identifying uh, your nutrients, deficiencies, and um, hormonal imbalances, that's step one to fixing this. You have to identify where you have nutrient deficiencies, where your hormones are out of balance, and then you can begin to fix it. But you want to get to the root cause, not just supplement, but we, I like to get to the root cause of why you're out of balance in the first place. And the supplements are just to get you over the hump. There you go. All right. So we're going to come back from the break and we're going to talk more about some different things uh, that we can do, some lifestyle changes and maybe how we can identify where in our lives we are out of whack because that's the hardest thing for me. You know, what are the most common things people do, especially as busy executive single parents, um, people who are navigating death, divorce or some sort of trauma? How do we know we're out of balance, um, notwithstanding the health issues that so we're going to talk about some of the symptoms? of your life being out of balance when we come back from the break. Homeschooling? Have questions? Get your pen and paper ready. It's the sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Fridays at 5, 4 central on toginet.com. After a handsome blue-eyed Texan fell in love with Vivian at the Victoria Station in London, she found herself at DFW Airport with a tiny suitcase and a snazzy little duffel bag. Well, 25 years later, she is now happily married to that blue-eyed cowboy. They have four grown children, ages 24 to 18, who became willing guinea pigs when she unwittingly stumbled upon the world of homeschooling. 
Wildflower Academy flourished for 15 years. They survived and thrived, and you can too. Vivian will be covering a wide range of issues that face homeschoolers. What do you do with kids in the summer? How to set up your one-room schoolhouse? How obedience is paramount? And what to do with those snakes? Plus, you'll be sharing ideas and insights that she gleaned from other homeschoolers. So join us for an engaging hour with a sociable homeschooler. Vivian McNinney, Friday afternoons at 5, 4 Central on Toginet.com. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Let's face it, we are all aging and our bodies are changing. Our muscles tend to get tight and stiff as we age. But simple stretching can help with the tightness and stiffness of your muscles. Always stretch after your workout and not before. Your muscles need to be warm before you start stretching them out. Never force a stretch. Don't get to the point where you take the stretch too far and hurt yourself. Be sure to breathe. Breathing helps send that oxygen-rich blood into your muscles. Aim to stretch daily, but make sure you stretch at least three times per week. Keep your body flexible and pliable. Give priority to the muscles that you use the most in your workouts and in everyday life. Don't neglect any major muscle groups. Stretch, breathe, and relax. It's so good for you. I'm Annette Hammond. To hear other fitness and weight loss tips, visit our website at AnnetteHammond.com. Hey guys and dolls, this is Sandra Beck and we're visiting today with Tony Sinclair and we're talking about the subject of adrenals and one of the things that happens, Tony, I know it happened to me, you know, not only did I give birth to premature kids, go through a divorce, my mom died, but prior to that I had fertility treatments, which if anybody's ever done those, you know, they plug you full of God knows what, I was injecting and drinking and eating pills like there was no tomorrow and granted I got two wonderful kids out of it, so I'm thankful for that um but i didn't know how out of whack everything was until my hair started to fall out and i know i'm not the only person on the planet that runs themselves into the ground uh, and really has no idea of the warning signs and and that the warning signs are more than just dry skin it's you know because you can just equate that like out here i can say the santa anna's are blow and my skin is dry like oh it's winter the heat's on my skin is dry you know a lot of these symptoms in and of themselves aren't a big deal you're absolutely right and they could be symptoms of other things but um if you are, are if you're hitting all of these marks that i'm going to talk about you can also do like what, what i have called what i call a, a, a adrenal uh, self-assessment form that um that i have that i give to people and that will sure enough tell you uh, but some of the symptoms of low adrenals, we talk about low energy, and again, that could be due to a number of things, but frequent illnesses, because when you have adrenal fatigue, the immune system gets suppressed. Um, poor, poor recovery from exercise, because you're, you're just burning through your minerals, and you don't have recovery from DHEA, because you know, that's not working anymore. Dark circles under the eye, and you're talking about your, your skin, the pallor, um, uh, ligament and tendon um, looseness, cold intolerance. Yep. Um, craving salt again because your, your minerals are being burnt through or run through. Um, you could have low blood pressure upon rising in the morning. Um, you could uh, have thin, dry, dull hair that tends to fall out. You could have, you could have uh, sparse hair on your forearms or lower legs. 
uh, light sensitivity, and of course, dry skin. Um, but there are there are, there are other um, questions that I ask on my assessment that gives me an idea of how the adrenals are are functioning. And then there are even more detailed questions that I ask my clients when I'm trying to figure out what stage they're in, and they're not able to afford or they're not willing to um, get you know a saliva test um, that will actually show what stage they're in. And what I'll do then is I'll treat them for you know, general adrenals at that point, general adrenal fatigue, that things that won't hurt them, like ashwagandha, which is a adaptogen herb that you can take for any stage that will give you energy when you need it and make you sleep when you want to or you need to. So it's an adaptogenic herb. But um, so those are the symptoms. I, I also want to leave, I want to leave people with some hope and with some ideas that there are things within your fingertips that you can use or get um, to help you um, reboot at all stages, especially with food. So green leafy vegetables, really important for, you know, healing. Sea vegetables full of minerals, especially your kelp, your bladderwack, your dulse, your nori. Um, there are some delicious recipes that I, I've made and people have fallen in love with sea vegetables. Um, you want some omega-3 rich foods like hemp seeds and chia seeds. Um, you want some probiotic rich foods like kefir and sauerkraut, and then some adrenal support herbal teas like licorice and ginseng and lemon balm. So um, these foods and um, provide uh, protein and minerals to repair and support for the immune system and support for the adrenal glands to heal. So lots of green leafy vegetables, sea vegetables, coconut, omega-3 rich foods, probiotic foods, and adrenal support herbal teas. Um, now, let me ask you, when you, because, you know, you suffered from this mm-hmm. before and after, like, what did it feel like after? Like, you know, we get the the before, you know, run down, exhausted, you know, unable to sleep, you know, we get all that, that stuff. But when you started healing, when your body started getting better, what did you notice? Like, what was the biggest change you noticed? Okay, so it took three to four months. And really, if you're down in the I mean, toilet with your adrenals, it takes three to four months for them to heal. The first thing I noticed was my change in mood, like my like a oxytocin, that feel good part of the adrenals had started kicking in because I started doing de-stressing activities. I started meditating. I started walking. And so that's what I noticed first that I was starting. So I knew that my cortisol levels were starting to improve because remember that adrenals also produce the oxytocin, right? So... I noticed that my mood had improved, um, and then gradually, meaning I, that you were happy. Yeah, exactly. I wasn't like you miserable. felt happy. You wake up I in did. the morning and you feel good, right? Because again, um, I noticed too that my uh, skin started to improve. I, I started having that dewy glow that I love to have. So you know, you just notice these small things. So just the reverse of what is happening when your adrenals are low, you're going to actually see. Um, when your adrenals start getting better. And the order is depending on your body. Uh, there's, there's no rhyme or reason to it, but that's what it was for me. I noticed that I was able to engage in um, physical activity uh, a little stronger. So I was able to start running again, although I never ran marathons ever again because I realized that I was just burning my body out for no apparent reason at all and started getting more into yoga, activities that nourish the adrenals instead of burning them out. And if I'm not getting paid to run 23 miles, I'm never doing that again. Um, <laughs> well, but that's where I say, you know, like that's where ego comes in, you know, yeah. because I have a lot of friends. They want me to hike and I hike with them. And then they're like, yeah, let's I did a breast cancer uh, marathon a couple of years ago. And they're like, yeah, let's let's train for this. Let's and I'm like, let's not. Right. You know, let's 
let's take care of our bodies now. You know, we are over the age of 40 and granted, you know, we beat a bunch of 30 and 20 somethings. That was all ego. Right. And really, as you get older, you want to have reverence for your body. It doesn't mean you can't do things, but we're such type A people that you don't have to take everything to the nth degree to get to get the benefits that you need. I do burst training. I do yoga and I, my, I challenge any 30 year old to have the muscle tone that I have. That's so, um, so, and then, and then I also want to talk to people about, you know, nutrient support for adrenal reboot. Cause that's really important too, no matter what stage you're in vitamin C, because your, your immune system is suppressed. Vitamin C is so important. Um, about a thousand milligrams, two times a day, um, vitamin B5, that's part of the energy producing pathways. So it's important for the conversion of glucose and energy. So basically turning your food into energy. So if you don't have B5, you can't really do that effectively. Can you get um, that in a B complex or do you, you have to can. buy a B5 separate? You, you can, you can. Um, uh, I've, I've had clients actually do them separately um, because I want to make sure that they um, they get the right dose that they need, like 500 milligrams a day. But if you have other bees in there, then you might have to take more of the other others than that. Not that that's a bad thing. So I try to separate them. But yeah, truly, you can uh, even with daily maintenance do that. Um, B6 is important. That's a cofactor in the um, enzymatic production of adrenal hormones. So most people are low in that. And of course, a B complex in addition to those, you know, those the B6 and B5 isolated. Uh, like you were talking about, liquid is best, about a half a teaspoon, two times a day. And vitamin D3, you spoke earlier about that. Oh, my gosh, that vitamin D is actually a hormone, and it has a receptor on almost every cell in your body. That's how important it is. And if your vitamin D is low, you're never going to heal, ever, ever, ever. People have come to me with vitamin D um, in the 17 range, and it really should be between 70 and 100. So... It's best to get 500 to even up to 20,000 IUs a day. Now, I don't recommend 20,000 IUs unless I can see a test that says you're in the teens or the zeros. <laughs> and then we do 20,000 a day and then we back off so that you don't get, you know, D3 poisoning. But most people, especially if you live on the East Coast and you don't get out and you're a cave dweller, you can tolerate 2,000 to 5,000 IUs a day. And you must get a blood test every six months, I think, to make sure that your D is up if you want those, um, if you want those adrenals to heal. Got it. That makes and, sense. And it's vitamin D3. So now there are other nutrients that may need to be incorporated based on the complete, the, you know, the results of a, a wellness profile, which I always have my clients do because I really need to see how your organs and hormones are functioning, you know, because of the adrenal fatigue and also to identify any other nutritional deficiencies that you have as a result of a genial stress or diet. But for right now, this would be great no matter what stage you're in. Is it going to get to the root cause and fix it? No, but it's going to support you while you get to the root cause, which is going to be different for everybody that like we talked about. It can be physical. It can be emotional. Um, and I, I, I really encourage everyone out there to, um, um, I, I, I'd like to invite your, your, your listeners because I, I am you, you know, I, I am a busy person. I'm going to, I, I run my own business, so I'm an executive of my own business and I do everything. I don't have a lot of staff. Um, but I would like to invite everyone to participate in a, a free webinar I'm offering called simple strategies to strip away stress. Right. And the reason I'm offering that is because people are bombarded with stress daily, the body and mind, both internal and external. And it's too much for the body to process through normal detoxing activities. So um, what I would like to do is provide people with um, some simple strategies that they can do every day to help strip away some of that stress, physical, emotional, mental, all that. So we're going to be addressing all of that. 
That's great. I yeah. think it's so important. Um, you know, especially, you know, we're not 20 years old anymore and rebounding takes longer. You know, I can tell when I have a really hard workout, it might take me two or three days to not feel soreness in certain parts versus, you know, I did a 24 hour dance marathon in my twenties without any prep. I just showed up. I'm like, the girl got sick. I'm like, all right, sure. I can dance for 24 hours. They're like, are you sure? Watch me. And I sure did. And, you know, didn't have any side effects. You know, I didn't have three days of recovery. Now I take a crazy two hour Zumba class and a yoga class in one day and I'm down for three days. A lot of that too, again, is because remember your adrenals are low. You're in some stage of adrenal fatigue and um, the the body that, you know, DHEA is responsible for repair and rejuvenation. That's part of it. The other part is that most of us are low in magnesium and that's because we don't get enough leafy greens and magnesium helps with repair. So there could be a number of reasons, not just age and aging, meaning not just biological aging, but um, not just physical aging, chronological aging, but biological aging because we've run through our reserves. So if your reserves were up where they're supposed to be, if you were eating the way you're supposed to, and I know we're all doing the best we can, you didn't have adrenal fatigue, you could, you could um, recover faster if that's something you want to do. Yeah, but, well, of course. Of and, course. And, and provided that that doesn't create a stress on the body, you know, that it's actually nourishing your adrenals and it feels good um, versus, you know, people run from themselves, let run from their problems. And that's why they run 20 miles a day or whatever. You know? Yeah, that's true. We do run yeah. away or the yeah. trail of tears and, and yeah. you know, walk our own trail of tears. Well, Tony Sinclair, thank you so much for being our guest today. Could you refresh us on how to find you and find more about you? Yes. Um, please go to my website, www.trueselftotalhealth.com. That's one word. If you're interested in, in receiving um, a free adrenal assessment so you'll know what stage you're in, please contact me there. And if you're interested in going to my free webinar, contact me on that site and I'll make sure you get all the login information and you can invite as many people as you want. There you go. Tony St. Clair, check it out. We'll be back again next week. Thank you for listening. On behalf of Sandra Beck and Scott Frazier, we want you to get out there today to make more money with less time and effort so you can live the life you want. Tune in next week for more tips, tricks, and techniques from Coach Talk Radio.